Hi, hello everybody. Welcome to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner and I am your auctioneer. Uh, welcome back. I know we're picking things back up now. It's September um, and I just want to welcome everyone back to the show. Uh, and if you haven't, if you're new and you want to check back our 50 plus episodes, uh, you can go to coffeeconnections.live to see all of our past episodes. Also, while you're on the website, I want to let you know, I've got some more resources I'm going to be putting out uh, to everyone, uh, and starting with our, our latest blog, which is under our resources tab at yourrockshineer.com, with nine unique Atlanta venues to consider hosting your next event. And these include places like uh, the uh, Illuminary, uh, as well as the Fox Theater, uh, and the Zoo, and many more. So, well, only seven more, really. Uh, so check it out. Uh, again, that's at our blog. Uh, and... Yeah, and just a quick update, though. I I, I spent the, um, not last week. Yeah, it was last weekend. Wow, China, time is so elastic right now. But the other weekend, I was up in Texas, and I did the Benefit Auctioneer Summit. It's the National Auctioneer Association's uh, fundraiser, uh, not fundraiser, fundraising professionals, the Benefit Auctioneers, where we all gather. Uh, and there's a, a good group of us, and we shared like un unlike most industries, we share information, we share ideas, we share our successes, and and it was just phenomenal. So now here I am back with just so many ideas, so many things uh, that I want to share with my clients, and and also anyone that's interested. I'm doing the free consultations right now, so if interested, go to yourrockshneer.com, schedule yours, and uh, you know, just there's so many wonderful things um, to learn from what other organizations are doing, and that's another reason why I love this show, Coffee Connections. I like today, for example. Example today, uh, we're going to jump right into it. Our guest today is the one and only Lauren Wyatt with the Bloom Closet. Now, Lauren is a program manager of the Bloom Closet. It's a free resource uh, for foster children in the state of Georgia. Now, she was raised in Woodstock, Georgia, and graduated from Georgia State University. After working in retail for management for like seven years, she was ready to do something that had purpose, like many of you who are watching today. Now, Bloom came into her life just at the right time. She's been with Bloom for almost three years, and she started as the closet store manager and transitioned to program manager uh, with Bloom's exciting growth. Now, she lives in Fayetteville with her new husband and her two labs uh, and enjoys outdoor activities. And just like all of us, a good rom-com. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Uh, let's go ahead and move my things around. I got, I'm a little rusty here. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren, welcome to the show. So there much you are. Me. Hi. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, well, listen, before we get started... It's coffee connection. So let's do a little coffee talk. Do you drink coffee? I drink coffee every morning. Oh, do you, you have, have a mug to... that you use? Okay, now I probably have a mug collection. Now with me, I have choose happy because, well, always, we should always try to be happy. Start the day out positive, And that's why I drink coffee, to start the day out positive. <laughs> ah, what kind of coffee do you drink? Hmm. I'm usually an iced coffee drinker. I like an Americano and just a little shot of cream, and I'm set. I'm set. But on the weekends, I will do a hot cup because I'm in my jammies okay. on my couch. That's different. Yes, yes. And also, we live in Atlanta. Uh, so uh, do you make your own iced coffee at home? You know, I don't. I buy it. I tried the, the cold brew thing, but it's like a really, it's like a lot. It's a really long process. So, no, I buy, um, I buy iced coffee at this store. Okay. Well, <laughs> you say a lot. You say a lot. I say a latte, oh, but wow. <laughs> no, but 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 if you want a secret, and I'll tell all the viewers uh, out there, here's the secret to iced coffee. 
make a pot of coffee and make ice cubes with the coffee. And then when you ice your coffee, use the iced coffee to make your iced coffee. Never a problem. And it'll be super strong. That's right. And it doesn't get watered down. What? Uh, that's genius. I'm going nice. to start doing that. Well, you know, if I'm talking, if I'm taking insights from innovators like you, then I might as well share a little bit of insights I've got, right? Yes, I appreciate that. I am going to try that. I will do that. Uh, I'll do that tomorrow for sure. All right. Well, Lauren, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Tell everybody about the Bloom Closet. Sure. Yes. So um, we are located in Fayetteville, Georgia, and we are actually a three-pronged program. So Bloom Our Youth as a whole, um, we have a, we're a private foster care agency. We also do training for foster parents. Um, and then I'm the program manager over the Bloom Closet. So uh, we do our best to be a resource in the state uh, for any foster child, any foster parent who, who needs to go through training. Um, we are here for that. And uh, we've been around, the Bloom Closet's been around in our, our current location since 2008. Um, and we have expanded wildly um, over the past years. Just, um, there's not a lot of people know, but there's 12,000 children um, in, in foster care in the state of Georgia. And um, so we're, we're doing our best to be a resource for those children. We've currently served um, in the past year, 4,500 foster children in the state. And uh, it's bittersweet to say you wanna grow, you know, we. We don't want there to be that many kids in foster care, but we want to do our best to serve as many as we can. So that's what we're here for. Our mission is to uh, strengthen children in foster care and empower the families who care for them. And and uh, every day, every staff member, that's what we do. We do our best to to complete our mission as well as we can. Um, and we've been around for since since the 80s. We started as a group home, um, but slowly transitioned to our, our foster care agency and the Bloom Closet. Wonderful. Wow. I mean, that's a, well, let's, let's unpack this a little bit, shall we? I'm ready. Okay. Foster care. How does, what are the majority of kids coming into this, uh, into foster care? Where, what are we seeing? Because when you, and again, most people, uh, I think when you say the word foster care, they think Annie. Sure. But it's not always right? that case. It's also, <laughs> no. you know, and what have you. No. And I, um, you know, I was kind of, I really didn't know about the foster care industry, if you will, until I got into this position and then what a need it is. Um, so a lot of these kids, um, you know, their parents are dealing with substance abuse or neglect um, or, or physical abuse. Um, and unfortunately, you see a lot of kids get pulled out of their home at, at 2 a.m. Um, with nothing but the clothes on their backs and they're going into some stranger's house um, and, and they don't have anything. And that's where we come in. You know, we provide the essentials um, to these kids. But um, Unfortunately, a lot of, of teens um, don't get a foster home, so they end up in, in a group home, which is, you know, multiple children um, living under one roof. And so we do serve a lot of group homes as well, um, but it's definitely eye-opening to, to the need out there after working in, in at, at Bloom, seeing how many kids are coming into care all the time. Um, I mean, we get calls, we get referrals, I mean, 50 or 60 a week uh, for kids coming into care. So when a kid gets taken out of their parents' home in the middle of the night and get thrown into a foster parent's home, what, what are the essentials that you're providing these kids? Yeah, so um, we each, child, each foster child in the state can come and shop with us four times a year or once a season. Um, and we have a shopping guide laid, guide laid out and everything's like a store. It's set up just like a, a boutique. So they, they have a cart, they can walk through and they get a week's worth of clothing, um, a pair of pajamas, new socks and underwear, shoes. Um, we have accessories, things like that. And then we also have something called the general store, which is um, our toiletries, school supplies, um, books, backpacks, luggage, toys, 
Uh, we do have bedding and blankets. And so really, you know, we try to keep anything on hand that a child might need going into care. Um, and we see infants coming from the hospital straight into care and, and we keep cribs on hand, crib mattresses, strollers, diapers, um, all of the essentials for, for an infant through a toddler age. Um, we, we try mm -hmm. to have here at the store. Now, now Lauren, that sounds like a, quite a lot of items that you need. Uh, inventory. Your inventory has got to be very consistent as to what you need because the needs are very consistent amongst yeah, you know, like you said, babies need diapers. Right. Where do you get where do you get all these supplies? Oh well, um, we are very we're blessed, a hundred percent through donors. So um, we have state contributors because we are a licensed and certified CPA. But the Bloom Closet is a hundred percent donor funded. So we have a donation center in Fayetteville, and we get maybe. Um, 50 to 60 bags of donations a day down at our donation center where volunteers and staff are processing, sorting, getting them ready for the closet. And we also do have, um, you know, businesses, churches, uh, corporate, corporate donors who are supplying funds to be able to purchase like the socks and underwear. You know, of course, those have to be new. So um, we, we are 100 percent donor funded and, you know, monetary as well as items. Um, they get us awesome. And we'll talk a little bit more about fundraising here in a second, but let's also go back to these kids. These kids, how often are kids going back to their parents? Are the parents straightened up and the kids getting out of foster care, or are we seeing a lot of these kids just circling through? You know, unfortunately, it, it's a, a lot of the time you're seeing them circling through. Of course, our goal as an agency and, you know, supporting the Bloom Closet is um, reunification. So we want these kids to go back to their parents. We want them um, you know, the parents to, to follow the steps they need to take and for the kids to to go home. That's the goal. Um, but sometimes, you know, that doesn't happen. And, and you'll see the, the child a year later um, in foster care. Um, and, and, you know, they're, the foster parents are the true heroes. A lot of foster parents end up adopting. And, um, you know, that's a new family for them. And sometimes that is the best case scenario. But at the end of the day, reunification is what, what we're wanting. Um, but there's kids who, you know, they've been in care for the past three years that I've been here, I've seen them several times mm -hmm. come through or they age out and, and they go to college and, and, um, and that's it. And then before I talk a little bit about the foster parents, um, are, uh, you, you mentioned the reunification with the parents. Are you providing services for the parents that are losing the kids or is that another program altogether? Um, that's another program altogether. Our social workers do work, um, case managers, you know, do work with the parents and, and, you know, they have visits and things like that, but that's on, that's through the state um, on that mm -hmm. level on what they need to do to kind of get back to, um, you know, having their kids back in their home. Now, you know, I, I, uh, I've been through the foster care uh, training for being a parent. My son's actually adopted and oh, um, wow. yes. Yeah. And so we, it was a family uh, situation. So we actually, he's a, he's a cousin, but it's a very interesting process to become. It's not like you just sign up and say, I want to be a foster parent. You have to go through training uh, that you have to actually take a test. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of information uh, yeah. that you have to gather and you have to be willing to be. I mean, you say, you know, the kids get picked up in the middle of the night. Well, that's not a joke. Those kids get dropped into these homes in the middle of the night. And foster parents sometimes will get a call hours before and say, hey, can can we can we have someone come over your place? Um, so what kind of training do you do for the foster parents? 
Right. So um, we have Bloom University. And so we do um, it statewide as impact training. So we're in region mm-hmm. four. So we do impact training for our region. Um, and then we also have a retention retention and recruitment um, director here at Bloom who works with all of our foster parents, does check-ins if there's anything that they need. And our case managers um, always make sure that our families are in need, but they have to recertify and go through trainings and, and have so many training hours um, each year uh, to continue to be a foster parent. Um, but Bloom does provide impact training um, for any foster parent, not just ours. Um, and we do trainings like self-care, uh, behavioral issue, behavioral issues, and working with trauma. Because a lot of these kids come in um, and unfortunately they, they've been through a lot. And um, we, you know, we, we help the foster parents learn how to work with children who, who might have these um, behavioral issues or, or you know, PTSD from trauma they faced. Yeah, no, that's such a huge thing and a real thing. And not just that, like, you, that's a big piece. But also, it even gets bigger than that. Like, not bigger, but there, there are other things to consider that most people don't consider. And one of, the, one of the things that was a takeaway from the class of foster parenting was, you know, sometimes uh, a white couple will get, you know, a, a black, you know, brother and sister or whatnot. And they don't think about, like, it's not just like clothing and all that. It's also, they their hair is different. They have to, uh, yeah. you know, like, you can't, it's, their their hair is different. The products they need are different. To the grooming is different, and um, you have to learn these type of things. And that is that something that you help some of these families adjust and learn? Definitely. Um, in the Bloom Closet, we get questions all the time about hair care and things like that. And so we we do our best to educate um, our staff on on at least the the basics. You know how we can help them kind of manage until. And we will we'll we'll have them contact our case managers here um, that can help out. Uh, with any of those types of questions. Um, and we provide resources, um, you know, just websites with general information. But we do try to have our staff trained to be able to help in those scenarios. Because you're right, there is a lot of, um, you know, multiracial families that they get kids and they have no idea, you know, what to do. And, and that happens. Um, and we have businesses that we work with that specialize in those things to work with foster parents. Um, you know, even hair salons have offered to, to help train our foster parents on, on things like that. Yeah, no, that's 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 outstanding. There's so there's so many things that that people don't consider that go into it. Now, one of the other things though is it's this is an interesting thing is when you're dealing with uh, foster care um, or adoptions, uh, you know, through over the state lines and whatnot. Uh, when a kid is in a good home, you would think, okay, they're gonna this paperwork's gonna be signed, done, and you know. And the reality is. That doesn't happen. The right. the the social workers or the what's it the the you know the ch- ch- child uh, what's it the defects yeah defects office of services yes <laughs> so they'll, they'll sit there they're like get a stack of papers here which are all people it's like okay well this kid's alive and well okay move to the next one this one's safe this okay now we got to deal with this one and so often what seems like this is gonna be quick and easy isn't so I'm curious when when you go and do um. When you go and do, uh, excuse me, when you go and do um, some of the support for foster parents and whatnot, do you help with the advocacy to get the defects and get things can, you know, like, let's get this off your, let's get this adoption done? You know, um, of course, we always look for foster to adopt is is huge as parents do give up their rights. Um, And so long-term foster families finally adopting their kids is something that we we hope to get through the system. But unfortunately, um, you know, we are dealing with, we are dealing with 
the government <laughs> and, and so yes. you know, they're dealing with so much also. So, um, you know, we want the process to take a, a shorter time as possible if that is what the foster family is looking for to adopt. But you do have to de- deal with parental rights and things like that. Um, but our social workers are the biggest advocates for our kids, 100 percent. And they want what's best for them. And if that's the right path, then they're going to do their best to um you know, to push that through as quickly as possible. But, you know, we can only do so much on our end and then mm-hmm. you have to leave it up to to defects to, to handle the rest of it. Um, but they do attend, you know, our case managers attend all of the court dates and, and push for the best case scenario um, that are placed in Bloom Homes. Yeah. And the reality is, if anyone's listening out there that's in that situation, don't give up. Like, uh, it's one of those things where you, you know what, like when you call and call and call, they go, you know, they're like, Lauren, thank you. Uh, we're working on it. You're like, I mean, okay. You know, like what, what's the worst? Like I'm trying to help, you know, like you're, you're doing good. So don't feel bad about being persistent because you have to be, you have to and do your research. And I think that, um, I wonder if the, so one of the things we found, there's all different sections, this and that and whatever that kids qualify for, uh, which can give them things like health insurance till they're 18. Right. And, Often defects will, and it's again, it's just, it has nothing to do with their integrity. It's not about that. It's about their caseload is so big that there's stuff that if you don't go and do the research, you're not going to know that you qualify or the kid qualifies for it. I'm, I'm curious, does the Bloom Closet, social workers and whatnot, help people really discover some of those things? Oh, definitely. Uh, like I said, they're the, the child's biggest advocate. And in our case, I mean, they work so hard and, and their caseloads are huge because we are a small agency. Um, but I mean, each case manager has, you know, 14 cases on their on their mm-hmm. hands. And so but they do their best to provide those resources to get them the information that they need. Um, so the foster parent can can help these kids as, as much as they can, you know, foster parents really, I've learned are just heroes in a sense, you know, we have one foster parent who has six children in her home. Wow. And I just, I can't imagine that. Um, but they want the best for them. And and so, um, yes, our case managers, definitely anything that is needed, they are there on call uh, in the evenings, mm-hmm. whatever the, the foster parent needs. And speaking of these cases, are we seeing a, a uptick in them? Uh, what was the, What was it like during COVID? Did things settle down? Like, I'm just curious how, how things kind of went the uh you know the break of 2020 you know a lot of teachers um are mandated reporters and so during covid there was actually a drop because kids were not in school um Mm -hmm. and so those those people were not there um those teachers were not there to to see the kids every day and kind of see what they might be going through at home so there was a small drop um at the beginning of covid while everyone was virtual um, in cases, but we're, we're like I said, we're at twelve thousand right now foster children in the state, um, which is held on steady for um, the time being. But mm-hmm. now that kids are back in school, and, and you hate to see that, but mandated reporters are how you know a lot of these these cases get caught, and and how um, how kids get out of maybe a, a terrible situation. Yeah. Now, on a positive situation, let's talk about fundraising. I mean, where you have a huge closet that needs to be filled. You mentioned that you have some partners and whatnot. Um, where's the primary funding coming from? Well, for the Bloom Closet, uh, number-wise, I mean, we are we are donation based. So we get, mm-hmm. we probably get about 1600 bags of donations uh, in a month that we have to process and sort through and get up to the closet. Um, and then we have two major fundraising events throughout the year um, that help support the bloom closet. Um, and then grants is a huge one for us. Um, mm-hmm. our, our grant writer, she is constantly looking for grants that we can apply for. Um, 
and and that's been huge for us recently. We've been awarded some grants and, and that helps us, you know, like I said, the socks and underwear helps us fund that or any other clothing needs that we might have. Um, but grants and fundraising events are definitely our largest uh, supporters for, for funds. What are your two fundraising events coming up? Yes. So we actually have Frocks and Rocks um, coming up in October. Um, so it is a fashion show and Ooh. it's women only. And um, we have a wonderful boutiques that contribute and, and the models walk out in, in the, the outfits and they bid right there. Um, and we do a silent auction uh, and that's coming up on October 9th. Um, and it's actually down here in Noonan. And so that's one of our largest ones. Um, and then we also have Bloom Ball in the springtime, which is our annual gala. Um, and we did not have it last year. Of course, we did it virtually, uh, which uh-huh. was interesting, but it was fun. Um, and have, we have Bloom Ball coming up in April uh, of 2022, which will go back to the gala, which that's our largest fundraising event. Um, and it's always a great time with games and a live, uh, live band. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Awesome. And now, folks at home, or wherever you are. If you're in a car, pull over. And what I want you to do is get on your phone, go to bloomouryouth.org, and that's where you can make a donation. And uh, do you have any information there uh, about like what items you might be ne- needing or lacking? Yes, definitely. So right now we're in something called Changeover. Um, so we switched this whole store over to fall and winter clothing. Oh, um, cool. We kind of sense. are able to see, yeah, it's quite the feat, but they are working really hard over there. They're amazing, our staff. Um, but Right now, jeans is always a huge one for us because they wear those year round. And so we kind of mm-hmm. t- tend to run low on, on jeans because that's what they can wear to school. So our youth sizes, um, about 50% of the kids we see are youth ages. So between six and 20, that's a big one for us. Any youth clothing, we, we always need it. Now, I imagine that this is a great opportunity. Parents, look, clean out if your you closet. got, yeah, <laughs> clean out, not only clean out your closet, make it a class project for your schools. Oh, have all the kids you. and have the kids give so that they can actually learn a little bit about philanthropy and giving. Uh, it's a good opportunity. And you could connect uh, with Lauren at bloomouryouth.org. I highly recommend folks going there now. Um, throughout all of this, you know, we talk about insights with innovators. Uh, you're an innovator. I'm curious, uh, what's, a, what's an innovation that maybe you've done uh, that in the last year or so that you want to share? Yeah, well, um, right now, and I believe there was a picture of it on the opener, um, our executive director has had this dream for the Bloom Closet Express. Um, and we received a grant this past year and we were able to acquire it. And um, so it is a 28 foot mobile food truck that has been oh, outfitted yeah. into a boutique. And so a lot of these group homes, you know, they have 30 kids and they can't travel down to Fayetteville. So we have been taking it out. Um, it's a way to extend our reach in the state. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking it out to underserved counties and we bring clothes and everything that we have in the general store and they can shop right there on the property. Um, oh, that's so fantastic. That's yeah, it's been interesting. I am the current truck driver. Um, <laughs> it's been fun, um, but it really is to see these kids come out um, and, and shop. It, it makes yeah. all the difference and to know that there's a need. So, I mean, we'll take it to Savannah. We're going to yeah. Athens, you know, underserved counties. We look for the Bloom Closet Express. So that's been a huge, a huge thing for us to extend our reach. Um, at the that's Bloom amazing. I, I love it. And is that something you plan on maybe having more uh, vans in the future? I believe our executive director used the word fleet. Um, and so we go. need to find some more drivers. Um, but yes, I think the goal would be to have at least a couple of these Bloom Closet Expresses. We would probably mm. like to have another standstill location north of Atlanta. Um, but we definitely would love to have another Bloom Closet driving around and, and serving more kids in the state. I love it. Now, tell us, like, I mean, tell us, like, through the eyes of one of these kids, what's the experience like to go through and actually be able to pick out your own clothes, pick out your own whatever um, that they have in the store there. You know, 
Um, at the store and also, you know, on the express, I've seen it both places. And, and a lot of these kids, and we serve a lot of teens with the Bloom Closet Express. And, you know, they are just, I hate to say it, but sometimes the, their attitude is not, you know, they've been through a lot and I don't blame them. But um, seeing them shop the Bloom Closet Express and come out with smiles and, and unbelievably happy that they get to take all of, you know, sometimes they can't believe it. They say, oh, we can take this. You know, this is ours. It's for free. And and um, knowing that that we're maybe supplying them with a little bit of confidence to make themselves feel better or um, just to, to help them in their every day. And, and if they're down and out, um, it is, it's something I've, I've, I'm happy to be a part of. It is rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to do it for as long as I can. Um, but a lot of them have just been through so much. I can't imagine what trauma they've been through. So to be able to provide mm-hmm. a little piece of hope, uh, it goes a long way for sure. And just share a little bit about how the Bloom Closet came to be. What was, what was the origin story? Yes. So we started, um, we were the Jim Friday group homes uh, back in the day. And Becky, our executive director, worked there. And uh, they started this little tiny clothing closet um, just to have some items to be able to give to the kids coming into care in their basement. And over time, you know, she just it grew and she had this idea for the Bloom Closet. And uh, in 2008, we moved into this building and it is just blown up ever since. Again, she kind of saw the need on a, a smaller basis and then realized, wow, you know, we can we can do a lot more. We can serve kids from all over the state. And and it's just been growing and growing ever since. Well, that's awesome. Um, no, that's just, just fantastic. I, lo- I love hearing how how all these different organizations start and how they grow and continue to grow and do just wonderful things to the communities here and the people in need. Now, before I let you go, is there anything that we overlooked that you wanted to mention? Anything mm-hmm. we forgot? You know, I don't think so. We we talked right. about all of our programs and the Bloom Cloud Express again was our 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 largest. Um, it's our feet right now. We're trying to get that off the ground and and we welcome volunteers. Um, that's mm-hmm. how we run. We have staff, but of course, volunteers help us get things done. And um, yeah, uh-huh. I, and you go to Bloom Our Youth O U R. BloomRyouth.org, volunteer, make a donation, and I, I would, I just, I would think, folks, you, if you, if you like what you're hearing, pay attention to the spring because when they do their Bloom uh, Gala, I have a feeling that there'll be an opportunity to go ahead and buy a, a, another truck and and help build the fleet, right? That's right. That let's build a fleet, and actually, you know what? I did think of something. Yes, so, go ahead. We are um, this year. We are a finalist for Chick Fil A's True Inspiration Award. Um, oh, so what's we're that? One of six in the Southeast, and they reward grants to different nonprofit organizations that are Black-led or helping um, the Black community. And so we are one of six finalists this year. And through September, you can vote on the Chick Fil A app, and we are uh, right there at the top. If you click on Southeast, you can vote for Bloom. So we are hoping um, to secure at least one of those grants and be able to expand the Bloom Closet Express um, and do more here at bloom that is awesome and can you vote more than one time just like once a day you cannot um you cannot vote more than one time but uh if we could get everyone to vote then i think we'd be all right all right well everyone you're tasked now to do that so go ahead take a minute get out your phones Uh, stop ordering lunch just just vote (laughs) all right well thank okay uh, thank you so much. Uh, before I do let you go, uh, I ask all of my innovators here uh, to recommend a future guest on Coffee Connections. Is there uh, a nonprofit organizer, innovator uh, here in the Atlanta area that you'd like to recommend? There is. And I actually just attended. So we're a partner of theirs. Um, 
and uh, it's called Helping Mamas, and it's located in Norcross, Georgia. Um, they, were, they, Jamie... were, they were a guest. Oh, they well, were one. I yeah. Know. What? Yeah, Helping Mamas. I, they were. A... I, I thought of you today when we were talking about them because I was thinking about how th- when you were talking about the, all the kids supplies and stuff and I was like, gosh, like, I wonder if you connect with that organization to yes. share resources. Well, I mean, I have some other nonprofits. They're more located in our area, but I do have other nonprofits in mind. But I didn't see Helping Mamas on there. Oh, no. Oh, I'll have to look. Well, you know what, though? There are like 56 now. So in your wow. defense, there's a lot That's to look incredible. through. Yes. And oh and you know on that note we're celebrating a year that we did 50 a little over 50 uh uh coffee connections in the last year. So since we started. So um, I'm hoping to do more and uh hopefully there's some good insights out there. Um well when you think of it, it doesn't have to be Atlanta. I'll uh just share a nonprofit with me and we'll uh, we'll connect with them. I'd love to do that. I have a list of some of our partners that would be more than happy to to come on here and and talk with you and be able to spread the word about the wonderful things that they do. So, like with an organization like Helping Mamas, do you do you communicate where it's like, oh, we've got a real need for you know, we're really low on diapers or we're really low on bottles, and and you could share resources, vice versa. Yes. Yeah, so normally um, we shop with them. So like when we're really low on pull-ups or pull-ups is a huge one for us or wipes or things like that, um, yeah. we'll contact them and, and they're more than happy to help out with um, any need that we have for, for toddler and under. And uh, we're very grateful for that. Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks so much, Lauren. And uh, everyone, please, again, go to the Bloom Closet, check it out, and your support's greatly appreciated. We'll see you all here shortly again on Coffee Connections. Have a great day, everyone.